from PRX. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcast. I'm bundled up, uh, everybody. Uh, and I'll bundle this episode with lulls and pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, the only podcast uh, that comes bundled in creaky dulcet lull, creaky dulcet tones and pointless meanders. What am I talking about? Uh, I don't know. It's time for Sleep With Me podcast to put you to sleep. And here's a couple ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. Or when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. All right, but Scoot's here. And, you know, you've heard these messages. I'm here to talk to you about, you know, what makes uh, things like Sleep With Me possible, stuff outside of the box. And that's our democracy and represent us. And I don't know about you, but does it really feel like our leaders are responsive uh, to our needs uh, right now? Does it feel like things are running smoothly? Because if you don't feel like that, it's okay. Uh, You're not alone. You know, there's a lot of people having the same experience uh, wondering, hey, is there something we can do to fix this. And here's the thing. There are things we can do right now to get things back on track. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. It's a group of shows, hosts, and networks. We're banding together to try to make things better. And we're working with a grassroots and nonpartisan organization, Represent Us and You. So all you need to do is go to represent.us slash podcast and get more info on how you can get involved. Represent Us is the largest grassroots grassroots organization working city by city and state by state to pass laws that protect democracy and improve it. You know, we need a system that works for the American people, not just special interests. So go to represent.us slash podcast and join the movement today. Thanks, everybody. Uh, It's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. And I want to thank Tristan Biston, Jonathan B. and Aaron J., all who supported Quip, uh, starting off the new year with clean, squeaky clean mouths. Uh, holy moly, is your breath good, all three of yous. The Sleepy Supporter Zone is where we thank the listeners who supported the sponsors so we keep the podcast free for everybody. And that's why it's a little bit more higher pace. I'm excited because I love keeping I, I, My goal is to have this podcast available for whoever needs it. And Aaron, Tristan, and Jonathan made that possible by supporting Quip. If you support a sponsor, uh, tag them on Twitter or Instagram, tag me, and I can try to thank you here on the Sleepy Supporter Zone, which is now over. Oh, Mystery Bard, I, 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 I hear a little bird told me that I should ask you about your new podcast and who helps out in this show. This posty poster song sounds like an earful. Wrote the theme song. Carl W. The Legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer. Runner, 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 Eric and the team that is down or on the website. I am the mystery bard. I do the lullaby song. I'm making a podcast. Writing songs. It's called As It Happens. Song the day. And you can find it. Just search for it. You see the kindness shine straight on through When the listeners form their own Facebook group Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer These are your moderators Get support, dear Scooter, on Patreon Buy the merch and support the sponsors You can find anything you want At sleepwithmepodcast.com And we're so proud that we could dance To be part 
part of Nine Vale Presents. Now on with the show. Uh, thanks, Mystery Bard. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me in 2020. Show some people how to subscribe. You show people how to use their podcast app uh, in, in their phone. Let them know about podcasts. Holy cow, are they going to be happy when they find out about all these free podcasts they could listen to, about all this great stuff. Uh, so show them how in 2020. People you know, you, people you run into, people you know, like, you know, anybody, I guess. Uh, that's what I meant. And let's get out with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations. Uh, so things you're thinking about, you know, on your mind, going through, you know, the old brain, the old noggin. Uh, it's, I don't know if I, if I referred to it as a noggin before. I mean, I've done 800-something episodes. Hopefully I'll remember that. You know, we're just, uh, when you're hearing this, I think we're out of the, we're denogged. Uh, okay, so so whatever's keeping me like the thoughts, the things you're thinking about, like I said, feelings, like emotions, uh, things beyond, you know, things that are you're just feeling or sensing, uh, physical sensations as well. Uh, cumulative, uh, it could be cumulus clouds, it could, could be accumulation of things, it could be changes in time, temperature, uh, other stuff, could be a mission, mission, like an unsolvable mystery. I mean, I mean that because that's what the situation I'm in. I got uh, trouble getting to sleep, staying asleep right now. And I say, what's up with that? I say, well, this is mysterious, but, you know, I got my routine. I got the things that you, you know, everything I have fallen asleep lately, knocking on wood, if I could, during recording of a sleep podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, then I, I, I say, what's up with that? I can't fall back asleep. So, suddenly I wake up, uh, suddenly I wake up and I say, huh, what, well, that's not great. So, but, oh, sorry, but enough about me. Whatever's keeping you awake, uh, could be any of that stuff. Could be people, you know, somebody saying, well, Scoots, why you got to bring that up? Uh, I said, don't worry, I'll get back to misusing the word nog soon. Uh, but whatever it is, is keep it keeping you up. I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I have this very exclusive uh, safe place set aside. Where Here's the thing. It's exclusive, but not excluding. Nothing's excluded. You know, except for the stuff, it's not even excluded. I don't actually exclude the things that are keeping you awake. I just try to take your mind off of stuff. Like I say, you, like with the brain bots, uh, or what do we, could we call them something with nogs? Uh, the nog bot, nog bots is not half bad. It's a little bit, uh, you'd say, uh, Alec, could you give me rejected science fiction picks, pitches for, 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 for a thousand? Nogbots, uh, what is uh, a movie that'll never be made? Wow, that's correct. That doesn't seem like it actually. Okay, so I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. I'm going to create a safe place. Uh, we'll talk about that more real soon. I'm also going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, 
Oh, so su- superfluous tangents. I mean, holy mackerel. I've already supplied a few. I, I don't know if they're always syrupy, though. Syrupy, uh, superfluous tangents. If I had a, um, if I had a, one of those machines with those drinks, uh, what are those called? Slushies. I guess uh, it, 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 superfluous, we'd call it, because it'd be purple, you know, f- fake grape flavored. Superfluous. Uh, that'll be at Scoots Fest 2030. Would be the soonest ever there'd be a Scoots Fest, except for all the fests with scooters and stuff that are unrelated to this podcast. Uh, so, oh, I'm here to take your mind off of stuff. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to keep you company as you drift off. Now, if you're new, holy mackerel, are you, you might be saying to yourself, or what in the tarnation? Is this podcast or is this person talking about? And that's understandable if you're new. You might even be saying, what in the Sam Heck uh, or what in the name of that musical uh, that uh, you say, yeah, what, I forgot the name of the musical because it changed. I thought it was uh, Hecktown, I think it's called, Hades Town. Okay, so what is this podcast? Here's a couple of things. Structurally, what to expect is unexpected for podcasts. It starts off with business. That really is how we're able to keep the podcast free for everybody to download whenever they want, is the business. Uh, uh, so we do do that mostly at the beginning of the show, and I really appreciate those of you uh, that are engaged with that. Uh, so that can throw people off. Then the intro can also throw people off. It's a 12 to 20-minute ramble about uh, things that are on my mind and where I try to explain what the podcast. Well, it's actually... Not, they're not on my mind when I start. I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. T- t- Creek dulcet meanders, you know, superfluous tangents. Explain, explain, the, explain. I explained my brain. Uh, explain what the podcast is to new listeners, structure, what to expect. It's bada bing, bada boom. Uh, then stuff comes up in my mind and it just it makes me go off topic. And it, it's something that organically grew out of making the podcast, but it really works because, uh, so now I lean into it or I've been leaning into it for like seven, 800 episodes. No, yeah, maybe 700 episodes, uh, because I found that it gives you a little bit of time to get ready for bed or to wind down and relax and get comfortable. So then by the time I get to the story or tonight, we'll be talking about, the uh, um, program Mandalorian. Uh, you'll be you'll be drifting off into dreamland, or I'll be here to keep you company. Either way, so there's an intro, there's business an intro, then there's a little business, then we'll talk about the Mandalorian uh, episode four, I believe. But, but if you've never seen the show or you watch it a lot, like I do, don't worry. You, you know, I I I won't really cover too much exciting stuff. Uh, you know, we'll just talk about, you know, skiffs or uh, floorboards, those kind of things. Uh, so you could drift off and I'll look, we'll probably do some research and stuff. I say, huh, what is a, what is a floorboard? I better Google that. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. A couple other things to note. This is a podcast you don't really need to listen to. You can listen uh, but I wouldn't listen so close that you're saying, okay, when are you going to get to the sleep stuff? Because uh, if you're asking that question, uh, the, the, the kind of the whole thing, it's like, a, a, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I wish I had an extra analogy in there. It, it, I just never get there. 
it's all sleepy stuff. It's all, you know, it's a, I put the noggin, noggin. I mean, there's no doubt about that. When you say, what is, how would you describe nog? And I'd say something that's viscous, but uh, about the consistency of Elmer's glue, uh, that, like that you would drink, uh, or, uh, yeah, or that you'd find pooled somewhere. And I'd say probably also, an, like, I don't know if you can have a liquid that's an amalgamation, but I'd say it's uh, various ingredients uh, uh, put together, not as thick as a milkshake. Uh, that's Nog, N-O-G, Nog. Okay, well, he spelled it correctly, at least. So, I don't know where, I actually, I, I got I got caught in that Nog. I don't even know what I was talking about. Sorry, new listeners. Oh, this is a podcast you don't really need to listen to or pay attention to. Almost like look at it in loose focus. Uh, uh, just like the background, like I'm the, um, what do they call that? The Boca. I'm not the Boca Vista. I'm the Boca with an E. I think it's spelled, it has an E at the end or something. You, you know, the f- effect in pictures, it, you know, mostly it used to be portraits done by professionals. Then a lot of people had di- digital SLRs and, you know, with the filter and the c- camera and the focus, you know, the background would be a little bit blurry, makes you stand out. Now, a lot of smartphones have it kind of built in. I think that background's called bokeh. And I'm not the portrait. No, oh no. For the love of uh, Jean Berger, I'm not looking or looked upon. I'm best to, to sit in the background out of focus, like a vase or, a, you know, a sitting, one of those things, like a, whatever you call that, where you recline or flowers or a kitty cat or, you know, bird, you know, raptor. Or you say, what is that on that table? Is it, It's mysterious. I can't tell what it is. Uh, well, yeah, you're supposed to look at the queen, George, uh, not at the table behind the queen. You see, but that's where all the hidden meaning is. Uh, and you say, well, it's, it's called the portrait of the queen. And you say, okay, well, you could, you two could, could you two take your debate somewhere? Uh, I think you both have valid points. So I'm going to double validate you both and also give you both a glass of nog that you could sip on the entire time I do the rest of the intro. So it's, okay, thank you both. Oh, boy, it almost got caught up in an artistic debate there. So I'm the bokeh. I'm the bokeh of podcasts. Uh, you might say I'm the bokeh of podcasts the other way because that used to be like a term for retirement, I think, and uh, Seinfeld, del Boca Vista. But you could call it bokeh. Well, no, people would say I'm going to Boca. And I, I think that stood for Boca Raton or so, I mean, you could say I'm the equivalent of retirement for podcasts. That would be figurative. That's more of a feel. And yeah, I'm like the fuzzy parts without a doubt. Uh, so you podcast you don't need to listen to. It only took me eight minutes to explain that part. Also, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so I'll be here at your side and you'll, you'll just kind of, you know, drift away. That's the whole idea of, uh, that, uh, I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, uh, your boar bra, if you, you know, if you're, if you're into that and, uh, um, what else? Uh, oh, oh, but if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the very end. So I make the show uh, for those of you that are asleep and those of you that can't sleep. I'm here to keep you company either way.
I do truly b- believe you do deserve a good night's sleep and that your world and the broader world will be a better place if you're rested. So I do. It's my honor. It's my pleasure. I've been there, like I said, at the top of the show. You know, I also have a noggin full of nog. So there's eggnog. That's the most famous of nogs. Actually, you want to talk about like, um, I don't know if there would be a Disney movie or um, what's Illumination. Is that the other, their competitor? But I mean, all the other nogs have been short, short, uh, you know, they haven't got the attention they deserve because I don't even know what else. I mean, other than the generalized term nog. Right? I mean, if it's eggnog, that means there's probably other nogs. Like, I don't know why this had plum nog. I would never drink that. Uh, but it popped in my head when I said, that's how that's how little attention other nogs have got. I said, what's a quick brain? What's another nog? Plum nog. And it, even though I was saying it, I was saying plum nog. There can't ever be, in the history of the world, there probably has been a plum nog. Because I guess there's plum pudding, so it's not that big a stretch. Uh, Then I guess you'd say, well, fig nog then. Okay. How about a nog that's actually appetizing? I would say like something like a horchata is not quite a nog, but that would be a nog I could get behind. And you say, yeah, we could, there could, you could have a horchata nog. I mean, probably like, uh, yeah, maybe, oof, that sounds delicious. I mean, usually, you see, well, yeah, it would be rice or tapioca pudding. And then you say, well, that's a pudding. It's not a nog. So back to the old nog, nogging board. I think I prefer nogging board. Don't come, don't come, don't come a nogging when the nogs, the noggins rag, nogging. You know what I'm saying? Because it just means I'm trying to think of up new nogs and I can't be interrupted. I said, I almost had it. Uh, Another, I almost say, what are you doing in there, Scoots? Designing groundbreaking new nogs? No, I was just trying to think of other nogs. All I got is plum and fig. And then horchata nog, which doesn't actually sound, it doesn't do horchata justice. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, how do you feel about this one? French nog. And he said, well, boy, yeah, no, I'm starting to sweat, too. You better get out of here. I got to think up other titles for nogs. Uh, yeah, mint chocolate nog. That just is, bo- you know, talk about boring. Hope to say, holy pedestrian, pedestrian nog. You see, well, give, Alec, can you give me pedestrian nogs for 4,000? Uh, that's vanilla nog, Alec. That's the most, that, that's the only thing more boring is plain nog. Plain nog. I mean, there's a nog title. It's not a good one. You say, that's not what I would like to drink. Um, you say, that's actually my grandpa, Ralph. It has a, he's the one person I know that has a taste for plain nog. And we've always wondered, what, but he, that's his one treat a year, a glass of plain nog. Oh, boy. Do I love that plain nog. Plain flavorless nog. Uh, also, I guess it would be known as the eighties, but it, when you think of the eighties in retrospect, you say, man, it had neon, it had all that music. Uh, it wasn't like plain nog. And I'd say, well, yeah, I guess the, the mainstream culture, you're right. It had fat shoelaces, parachute pants. I think that was even when Zumba's, no, were Zumba pants in the nineties, uh, Zumba nog, that would be. That's it. Well, that's a proprietary nog. I'm afraid uh, 
And you say, what, it, what happens when I drink Zubinag? Do I run like a, like a zebra? No, you just go, that, they serve it at NFL games now. It, uh, okay. Well, anyway, I got to get back to the end. I was supposed to end this intro. I went off topic right into uh, Nagland. So I got a head full of Nag. I mean, I think that was my point. Uh, uh, but I'm putting it to good use because I'm here to help you fall asleep. Now, if you're new, give the podcast a few tries. Now, that's, I don't, I don't get anything out of it if you give it a few tries. I just hope it helps you. Uh, I mean, the ba- main thing is if, if you give it a few tries, that's what, uh, millions of listeners have said, Hey, give it a few tries, see how it goes. It, for me, it didn't work for episode two or three or four. Uh, but if you've given it a few tries, uh, and it doesn't work, sleep with me podcast.com slash no, thank you has other podcasts and stuff you could check out. Uh, but the main thing is I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you coming by. I work very hard and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And for you regular listeners, here's the ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here. I'm talking about Sleep With Me Plus. If you haven't checked out a trial, you know, there's a seven-day trial at all levels at Sleep With Me Plus. You go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sign up, you know, cancel in six days uh, before your trial renews. But I want to talk about a, uh, email I get uh, somewhat often. It kind of goes to like a little bit like this. So maybe you can relate to this email. You know, Scoots, I love this podcast. I've been listening to it for years. It has changed my life. It has changed how I sleep. And I know most people love listening to this ad-supported version. They listen linearly and they wind down during the intro. They fall asleep during the story. But Scoots, I'm different. I love the show, man. But the thing is, I, I listen all night long and, you know, just transitions between the shows and the ads or, oh man, like with supporter zone, I fall asleep early during the intro and then I hear the supporter zone or so, the, the sponsors between the story or I'm a musician. So hearing the mystery bard sing and I want you to know, yeah, I see you. You love the podcast. It's had this powerful impact. I'm putting you to sleep. You consider that priceless, right? That's what we designed Sleep With Me Plus for, for all those people, people that listen all night, people that just want the intros, people that just want the stories, musicians who don't want any music, they get that story-only feed, people that don't want to hear the supporter zone, they don't want to hear the ads, they don't want to hear the thank yous at the end. You just want one specific show, a lot of it, whether it's Bake Off or TNG or the store, certain stories, you want exclusive content. All those people are a little bit different, and that's what we finally have been able to offer with Sleep With Me plus is for those of you that say, I love this show, but I could, I could use a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this. So get over there. Sleep with Me Plus was made for you. We've been waiting 10 years to be able to do this for you. So you could sign up and again, test it out first. Uh, it works in almost every podcast app, even on Spotify. And you can sign up at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus and check it out. Thanks. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, time for me to talk about uh, Chapter 4 of The Mandalorian. This is a man that's going to be boring, uh, and I'm finally in a position where I haven't seen the next episode. I guess it came out this morning, it looks like. uh, I knew they came out on Fridays, I didn't realize they came out Friday mornings, but I haven't seen it or heard anything about it, so that's good. Yeah, so now I'm waiting for the uh, fourth episode to download on this iPad here. I can see the na- the 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 teaser just with one sentence about the episode. Really doesn't give out too many info, too much info. 
And this episode features another ongoing character, which really plays against our expectations in some sense. Because of like the, the teaser trailers and the art that was released before the series started, you kind of get, at least in my opinion, I mean, but Mandalorian does seem like a tale of a lone, you know, person traveling the universe to help people. I mean, also in this case, uh, like the season arc seems to be helping one person in particular. Uh, but, you know, we did it like, I mean, I guess I projected the idea, oh, Mandalorian's got a backup team, like backing band with the droid and then the character, Kara, uh, uh, Kara, you say Kara, I say Kara, Kara Dune, uh, who's featured in this episode. And maybe a per- Ron Perl- the Ron Perlman-esque uh, uh, engineer, but I don't know. So... Oh, I don't know. So, so I guess that's not, I mean, that's a way they've subverted expectations such far, such far, so far. Uh, this episode is also very, truly, uh, uh, very, um, episodically modular and, uh, procedural, like a sleep with me episode should be. Uh, so that was great. And now I'm hitting play. It's probably going to play next last time on there. Trying to think if I have any other commentary about this, uh, you know, while we warm up. Showing uh, recaps from the last few episodes. Uh, silver armor, you know, the shiny armor. I didn't think about that. That shiny uh, from, uh, was it from Moana? That song. We're seeing the uh, floating pram. That was the biggest mistake of the season. Now keeping that floating pram. What did Scoots talk about the most last episode? You know, all the greatest, one of the greatest losses in all Star Wars, not uh, taking the floating pram out of the garbage, even if it wasn't properly working. I mean, here's the thing. I guess they could say, they could say, well, actually, one of the stormtroopers, you know, GP44445, but actually, they're not stormtroopers anymore. So they probably, it's like, you you know, Zeke. Uh, like, you know, just wear storm, you know, former stormtrooper or a person who acquired the stormtrooper armor, you know, in a mud pie, mud pie making dance. Uh, you know, I did, I did take all of the, the electronics out. I didn't just didn't keep the top half of the pram because I have one at home. I just took the electronics for it. You know, I'm going to make one of those mini, you know, you heard of a mini bike, right? Scoots, uh, pocket bike remember those were big like for seven years ago we're gonna make one of those okay great so it wouldn't be the episode if i didn't say verner uh, then uh you know we have the all the openings which i talked through then we see like this great shot again where if you don't know anything if you stay spoiler free which i guess if you listen to this uh hopefully you're probably asleep anyway but if you're not you know you you won't be missing much because you get to see it through my eyes. You say, well, if you're going to see, if you're not going to be spoiler free, see it through Scoots' eyes. Because uh, I said, uh, holy uh, 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 movie. I, I thought this was, a, I said, is that a, um, a fancy fish tank? Because uh, we see some like shrimp, brine shrimp like, but they're blue swimming around in some. Stuff. It did look like we were inside of a fish tank. The lights coming from above. Oh, this is a recap. Sorry, I was just looking at my notes for the first time. Recap: Werner, Yoda, uh, armor, uh, grief. What? Crib. Hide and seek. John Wick. Hide and seek. All of them. Uh, all of them. Lucasfilm. Star Wars. Underwater. 
fish tank question mark lots of light blue brine type uh sea monkeys uh uh something shrimp shrimp blue kid plays with a frog takes a village uh, it's like a village uh there's actually it didn't even there's like a, a, a carrying droid uh let's see everyone's working uh, then we get the old uh, thing from uh, every everything's picturesque. Holy cow! These people are happy. They're working together. They're working hard, wiping their faces of sweat. Kids are playing wicker soccer, uh, chase a frog, whatever that game was that that character played. The super water fun time or whatever. But then we get the old Jurassic Park uh, water moment with the boom, boom, booming, booming. And everyone splits uh, as they say, oh, boy, here comes the walker. And they said something, like, at first I couldn't understand what they were saying. It was reenactment. I heard stuff like reenactment, and uh, I saw it. I heard, uh, you know, our friend Summer uh, made a movie about this, uh, but I could have heard them say, like, uh, something LARPers. At first I thought they said Womp Rat, because that's what I thought they say every time. But they were called, like, they, it was two words. So it took me a long time to parse this out. LARPer, uh, reenact, uh, like, and there's Lort, 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 LARPers, uh, uh, which is just, I mean, again, this is uh, just my interpretation. But these were Lord of the Rings, like a live action role player, reenactor kind of uh, people. And I'll tell you what, they weren't in the fellowship. Uh, they were in the puppy ship. Uh, uh, I don't know if they were on Team Sauron. I think they were like original Sauron, 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 whatever, uh, you know, indirectly working for Sauron. At least we get, or maybe they could work for Sauron. And I, I, so anyway, they're Lord of the Rings or LARPers. So Lord, Lord of the Rings, LARP, live action role players. Uh, but they don't. They they play like in a way where they don't ask uh, the other people at the village if they wanted to play. They say we need extras for our LARPing, and they just show up. Uh, believe me, don't worry. The Mandalorian will help us parse and sort this out. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot is uh, that uh, um, the great news is that oh, that I was talking about. You know, the Mystery Bard wrote a, uh, like, did a TikTok uh, in a, a song, a day song, uh, Baby Yoda Lullaby. And I'm so busy with the podcast, I don't know how big virally it went, but, it, you know, it's great news for the Mystery Bard. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be months later, but I'll try to link to it. You know, let's re, 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 you know, re, re get it going. Um, so where were we? Okay, Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, they also think they can, they, they want to shrimp. This is really a stretch, but, uh, LARP, Lord of the Rings LARPers got to eat. That's one of the things the leader says, you know, so they're also taking the shrimp, uh, for like a buffet, which is ridiculous, you know? Uh, so they're particularly focusing on one mother and her daughter, uh, you know, they're particularly impacted. Uh, by the thing, it's Chapter Four Sanctuary, uh, Mandalorian. Then we see the ship in space. Then we see Oso. Oh this is Oso. Oh if you want to talk about Oso oh Cute, uh, 
And this has gotten a lot of meme treatment, but, you know, like 80s or radio stations in the car with dad. Uh, but Oso's pressing buttons. And again, I guess I got to do another commentary here. Uh, not to go off to, well, it's my job is going tangents, right? And I could tell you that if I would have known about Baby Oso before the season started, there would have been a part of me that like was like, oh boy, they're going to be in trouble there. Like, how you can't pull? That's going to be tough to pull off. Uh, so I really have to salute everybody involved in the Mandalorian for successfully pulling this off. First of all, for not hyping it. So even uh, this is one situation where whatever the marketing and creative discussions were, they ended up for the best and it's had a great, much greater impact, but also just how hard it is, you know, just like to make something that parents and kids can watch and enjoy together that has something that it actually is cute, like Oso, but, uh, that isn't smarmy, I guess, you know what I'm saying? And the main, like, the closest parallel I can draw, because you say I haven't seen Mandalorian Scoots, I need more, uh, they say, don't worry, I got you covered, uh, is uh, uh, Olaf, uh, the snowman that likes warm hugs from from the first Frozen. And, I mean, you think about, it, like, again, I heard about Olaf before the movie came out, and I think it was on a podcast and someone was critical of the idea. And I can't, I can't honestly remember at the time if I was like, huh, I'm interested, or I was agreeing and saying, whoa, boy, sounds like a big mistake. And even the Olaf art might have gotten leaked out ahead of time, maybe on purpose in a marketing way. Anyway, first of all, because I was just thinking about this with, like, a Frozen 2, and the holiday season is when I'm recording this, is, like, uh, the idea of a reinvention of a living snow person Oh boy, that is, I mean, I realize this is like 2014 or whatever, but uh, the idea of doing, taking something that's somewhat iconic and plussing it and reinventing it and kind of making its own, uh, man, and then perfect casting, Josh Gad, uh, and then, you know, great songwriting, great writing. I don't know, but that's the closest thing I could say. I guess from someone that makes stuff, I say, how did they pull Olaf off? I mean, you know, before even before they got Josh Gad, you know? I mean, again, you say, okay, it was all these stages. It all worked out great. And I'd say the same for Oso. Uh, that just, so I guess that's just my meandering way of saying, well done. Okay, so pressing buttons, he, he says, stop. Uh, and then Oso rebels. Uh, and he puts Oso in his lap. Then he pulls up a map. Uh, they're going to play something sorghum. They said, isn't that like something to do with like weed or something? Uh, I said, or bran? Uh, back, backwater. You see the affinity, though. Even though uh, the Mandalorian can be very scooter-esque or Drew-like, uh, cold, distant, uh, he does say, he does get cutesy. He says, you want to, we're going to lay low. What do you think that, you little womp rat? Uh, no one will find us. Uh, then the ship, the uh, Mandalorian ship, goes over our village. It gets lots of eyes from the villagers, which, again, as far as, like, the slow reveals or semi-slow in a 40-minute episode, I said, well, what's going to happen next? Uh, I mean, clearly there's, like, this A-team, you know, procedural element, but you say, huh, how's this going to come together? Uh, then 
uh, we get more oh-so-ness because uh, he says uh, the Mandalorian, I mean, this is a bad, is to, to talk about bad ideas, though. He says, why don't you stay behind on the ship, oh-so? And uh, everyone that was watching in the world said, what are you thinking, Mandalorian? Obviously, uh, you're not, because uh, he's going to put that ball in his mouth or something. Or, you know, press with so many, you don't have, like, uh, your ship is not childproofed. Uh, but at least uh, this child is so smart, it, it can advocate for itself. Because, I mean, by the way, kids can't, but this is baby happens to be 50. So uh, that's why. So the baby says, even though I'm a still, you know, this is my developmental stages are not the same as a human or most mammals. Uh, I'm going to come with you because I can't be trusted on my own. And I said, man, I wish I could like, advocate for my needs like that. Uh, and the Mandalorian says, well, I'm glad you spoke to you spoke to your needs. Uh, I, I don't agree. So he sighs. He, 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 oh, that's when he says, don't come with me. Oh, no. Then he sighs and says, come on. Then they go walking. They go to like a kebab and noodles bar, uh, which, uh, hello, Disney. You know, I know you got some other shops at your Disney theme parks or whatever, but uh, kebab and noodles bar would be good. You could put this outdoors somewhere even. And yeah, I guess you could still charge whatever, 8000 for like a bowl of noodles. So it's a kebab. Yeah, but there's wood, wooden dirt floors. We kind of get an idea of uh, uh, not primitive uh, environment, uh, but a basic environment. I don't mean Eleanor basic. I mean, you know, wooden dirt floors. Uh, Oso meets a cat. Then we see a grouchy soldier in the background. And we get a bone broth shout out. Uh, you know, you heard it here first years ago when I talked about sipping broth being a th- becoming a thing. And I even got turned down by a sipping broth sponsor, or, you know, I never heard back from him uh, when they said, uh, you know, but, but that's true. Uh, like, uh, they said, you know, I was the one that invented sipping broth, uh, you know, except for the people, you know, 4,000 years ago that did it. Uh, Mando doesn't eat. This also was like, uh, huh, like where you, uh, it's a small way to keep people on the edge of their seat, these different scenes. Or at least to me, they kept me I said, huh, does Mando eat at all? Like, uh, uh, that are n- not much business. Uh, what does that mean? Not log runner. Uh, but he says, who's that lady back there? Like looking glum and still like armor. And she, she, she says, uh, there's not much business here. And she says, I don't know. She's not a log runner. And then she says, oh, this is all like, so this is like, I think this is like a Renaissance fair planet, uh, but not our Renaissance fair. Some other version of Renaissance fair. But also real, but real, like, uh, I don't know how to explain. She says, would you like a flag and a spotchka? Uh, and uh, he says, keep an eye on the kid. Then he checks the thermal prints. Uh, he can see thermal footprints. He gets tricked by this other soldier. And she jumps down. Uh, they have an arm wrestling match. Uh, and they're disagreeing mostly about the rules of the arm wrestling match. And then we see baby Oso sipping bone broth. Uh, and we get a great joke. Uh, you want some soup? Uh, 
And she's, you know, we get in halfway through her backstory, so we don't hear too much, you know, because this isn't a sleep podcast. Uh, I mean, the show isn't. Uh, so she says, yada, 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 drop ships, peacekeepers, early retirement. Uh, she's talking about, oh, what's that? Not Hoss, but that other one, Endor. Uh, let's see. She said, I knew you were a guild, thought you had a fob on me. They said that was a, like a, one of my favorite uh, Star Wars parody songs that were n- never written uh, about the Mandalorian by, uh, I don't know, t- take a fob on me, you know, just like uh, take a chance on me. You've got a fob on me. Or I guess you could sing it as uh, the Jungle Book. You've, you've got a, oh no, that's not the Jungle Book, it's Toy Story. You've got a fob on me. Fits so many places, I think, just because of the way the, um, the syllables fall. No, I'm trying now. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to move on. I was here first. Uh, and again, I like how clear-cut the Mandalorian could be. He goes, oh, well, this planet's taken, kid. Uh, going to have to hit the road. Then he's tuning up his ship, and two villagers come on a skiff. If you want to talk about him, like one of the things this TV show glorifies, it's uh, lanterns. You say, when was the last show with this many lanterns? Uh, that wasn't based around, you know, that like weren't oil land, you know, that wasn't like, uh, you say Hamilton. I say, well, that's a musical one. You say two, like, okay, Mary Poppins two. And you say, well, were those land, uh, those are, were those lamps or lanterns? I'm talking about lanterns, not lamps. You see, this thing has some, you know, if you're into lanterns, uh, or I don't know, maybe like there's somebody like it, they'll, they'll come out like one of those people. They say, well, we can't, our kids today, we can't watch this stuff. It's full of lanterns. Uh, and then next thing you know, there's going to be, you know, moths coming by. You know, when I was a kid, we sat in the dark and you say, no, actually didn't because you probably had lanterns then too. Okay. He says, excuse me, excuse me. Raiders, uh, you know, they say, he says, yeah, they call them raiders. Uh, he said, no, no, empire. They, no, they said, uh, Lord of the Lord of the Larper, Lord, Lord Larpers. And he said, what is that? Some sort of dance, Lord Larper. And they go, no, Lord, Lord Larpers are, they're bugging us. Uh, we got money to pay you. Uh, uh, and he says, well, not enough to deal with a Lord Larper. And they go, no, no, a group, it's a group, not just one person. And Mandalorian's like, no, no way. You're not going to get me, you don't have enough money in the world to, to pay, pay me to deal with any Lord Larpers. And, uh. He says, how many lulls would a Lord Larper LARP if a Lord Larper could LARP LARPs? Uh, and they, he says, they say, well, we like uh, grow Krill and Bruce Spotchka, man. He goes, not enough. Uh, they said, we'll give you more after the next harvest. Uh, and they say, oh, uh, like uh, the, 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 one of the actors in this is somebody I really love. Um, uh, Eugene Cordero, uh, and he, but, but, but I have a feeling he'll be a big, big star. Uh, uh, and you, 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 I don't know. I just always enjoy seeing him on the screen. Uh, he, he just has a really nice, uh, especially when he plays this character where he's a little bit flummoxed. Uh, but he has like this good nature to him. I don't know. He's also very funny. I mean, not in, in this one, he adds a tiny bit of, uh, humor, but not too much, uh, so, I don't know, he's also good at adding, like, subtle humor. So, 
Okay, where was I? Okay, Eugene Cordero. Okay, so they say we live in the middle of nowhere. He says, you live in the middle of nowhere? Uh, where's that? And they go, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere, down the road a ways. Uh, and the Mandalorian goes, uh-huh. He goes, do you, have, do you have a lot of lanterns? And they say, well, we got one right here. Uh, and he says, okay, you still got that money, though? Uh, let's see. He goes, where? And they go, or what do you do? They go, on a farm. We're farmers. Weren't you listening? Yeah. And he goes, you have lodging. Again, I love how the language they use for the Mandalorian. And at first, oh, they also, I think it was, I don't know if it, like it was Eugene or someone else that said, you just took us a whole day to get here. Now we get to go all the way home. Uh, and then, yeah, I loved it. Weren't you listening? We live on a farm. We're farmers. Uh, Okay, so he says, good, uh, come to hell. Okay, something, uh, he goes, okay, let's load up the skiff. One more thing, give me those credits. Uh, and then we see him drop the credits at uh, Cara Dune's uh, uh, thing. He says, I'm going to be, one more thing, give me those credits. I'm watching now. She's just kicking it by against a tree by the fire. And he goes, you ready for round two? And she goes, hmm. Then they're on the skiff. She goes, then they kind of say, okay, what are we doing? Lorp larder, lore larders or something. She goes, what? Uh, and he goes, like, they're going to give you a place to stay uh, and we'll be a deterrent. A pretty good deal. Uh, nothing lives out here. You can handle it. I can handle it. And she goes, lorp larders? And he goes, no, lorp larders, one of the guys says. Then again, you get this uh, super cuteness. Is there a word like, you know, people used to say H-A-W-T or whatever, hot. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess it's like K-E-W-T, cute. Uh, let me see what the time frame stamp is. 1327, uh, Mando kicks back, and then uh, Oso kicks back. Uh, super cute, holy moly. Uh, Mando... Oh, Oso looks at the stars for a second, though. Then they wake up. They're there. Kids come running. They're happy to see everybody. Happy to see us, even one of them says. Uh, and Oso, they love Oso. It's a farm. Uh, then we're in a room uh, where the blinds are getting put up by, like, a, what is kind of like teased out as, like, a romantic interest for the Mandalorian. It's just, uh, she goes, hello. Uh, please come in. Sorry, you got to sleep in the barn. He goes, this one is nice. Uh, he also is very robotic again. He says, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, her daughter tries to sneak in and makes Mando a little jumpy. Uh, she says, we don't get a lot of visitors. He says, thank you. And nods. Uh, yeah, also at 1520. Let me see. Uh, it's coming up in a minute. Uh, she says, yeah, stack some blankets. That's very kind. Old Mando says, uh, now he's jumpy. Winter's the name of the daughter. Uh, Mando she says, oh, this man's here to help us. Uh, uh, like, uh, get rid of those lorp larder, lorp larpers. Uh, uh, yeah, she's protected, protect us from the lorp larders, taking our shrimp and just making us larp with them when we don't even want to. Uh, let's give our guests some room. 
Mando's standing there. There's some shot I wanted to note. Uh, 1520. Oh, there it is. Oh, boy. No wonder I said noted. Uh, it's actually 1528. It's a shot, overhead shot of the farm. It really is cool. Uh, then, oh, yeah, good shot from the sky. Then Mando's getting ready sequence. Not really sequence. He's just getting dressed. Knock, knock. Come in. We see that Oso has their own crib. Uh, uh, Wintus says, can I feed him? He says, sure. Can I play with him? Sure, but a little bit more grouchy. And he, like, this is how I parent. He, she goes to go outside. He goes, I don't think this is good. And then the woman says, uh, it'll be fine. And he says, I don't think it was good. She goes, it'll be fine. She goes, I brought you some food. He goes, that's very thoughtful of you. This is what I'm like, like with all interactions. Like, uh, oh, okay, that's very thoughtful of you. And she says, she goes, I'll leave it here. Oh, then he says, yeah, that's very thoughtful. But she stays for a second, kind of looking after him. She goes, can I ask you something? You ever take that helmet off? Uh, uh, or she goes, when's the last time you took it off? He goes, yesterday. She goes, like, in front of somebody else. He goes, uh, huh, when I was, like, their kid's age. Uh, so we get some more backstory. He goes, this is the way. Uh, she goes, isn't it lonely? Not a... Uh, she goes, I could tell you got it. And I say, if you only knew what kind of face was under that helmet, holy mackerel. It's uh, 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 flawless, I'd say. I mean, no, no offense to Antonio, because he's not here, but uh, you'd say, who, who gives Antonio Banderas a run for their money? And I'd say, well, one day, if you ever see a helmless uh, Mandalorian, you'll find out. Uh, but she's she's also she's strikingly beautiful too. So to say, holy cow! Uh, and you see that's your, like if if they did stay together, but, but that's your child. That that green that green green uh, thing that looks like a lorp larder. They'd say Oso used to be cute, and now it's uh, no. That's uh, like a, they say Scoots. Okay, yeah, you're right. Get back on track here. So, yeah, and then she goes, well, let us know if you eat, need anything. And then Mando kind of eats in the window, which did seem like not a great idea. But I guess he wants to keep, maybe the, there's like a two-way window or something. You see the kids in the Yoda, or kids in Oso. Then they go, Kara uh, and uh, Mando go on a scouting trip, more thermal prints, 15 to 20 Lorp larders. But then they say there's something big. Uh, and they start looking around, and then they notice it's a ta- it's a print of uh, like a tower. And she goes, "Is that Sauron's tower or Sau- Sauron's tower?" And Mando goes, "I always got those two mixed up." Uh, and he goes, "Was that played by Christopher Guest?" And Cardoon says, "No, not Christopher Guest. Uh, Christopher, not Christopher Walken either." And she goes, the famous actor that Scoots can't think of his name, but neither guest nor walk-in. He goes, Christopher Plummer? She goes, no, not a, no, uh, no, not Christopher Plummer either. And he goes, what do you mean it's a tower? He goes, what do you mean? She goes, it's some sort of movable tower with the eye of, uh, presumably the eye of Sauron. And he goes, well, that's not good. Cause, uh, and she goes, yeah, then we get more. Uh, serious comedy, more than I signed up for. There's music. Uh, and then the Mandalorian has a town meeting. He goes, bad news, you can't live here anymore. And she goes, nice bedside manner. He goes, oh, can you do better? And she goes, yeah, yeah, what? Uh, every, everybody's like, you're supposed to help us. What are you doing? Uh, 
And he goes, just go somewhere else. Big, big, big planet. Uh, and they go, we've been seeding these pods for generations. Uh, and they go, well, there's at least 20 lore larders. And, and then the, uh, some sort of mobile tower of Sauron or Sauron. And they go, Sauron, it's the eye of Sauron. And they go, which one? Because we're all confused here. And they go, you got Lord Blarders and Sauron. And they said, Sauron, I guess the eye of Sauron. We're not leaving. And they go, well, I don't know what to do. And then the, the Mandalorian says, unless we show them how. And then you say, okay, this, I learned this from watching the A-Team. It's time for a planning and training sequence. And so we get one with Cara Dune. Uh, he says, he says, Cara Dune here will uh, do, teach you how to do something. I don't know. So they start making pit, mud pits and trees, uh, you know, like barricades. Uh, uh, the mother, the romantic interest of the, the of, uh, 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 um, uh, Omera, uh, she's a good, she's good at, uh, squirt guns, uh, which they're going to use the old ice water and squirt guns. There's nothing the Lorp Larder hates more than Lorp Larp, Lorp, than cold squirt guns. Uh, and then they have a, a pit for the, the eye of Sauron to, to put it out. Uh, uh, it's a bit bad news bears to start. Um, you know, that's part of a training sequence though. And then they get better. Uh, they also have a moment alone, which is on screen right now, uh, uh, where it's like, uh, what's ha- what's going to happen here? And he goes, we got to go out in the woods now. Also, Cara Dune rolls by when uh, the Mandalorian and Omer are having the moment. Uh, then we got some wood sneaking. Another thing about Lorp Larders is they drink a lot. In this case, they're drinking glow cube uh, drinks uh, with black light uh, into the cup, uh, which I've never seen before. And I think they're drinking, they must be drinking Spotchka, uh, maybe. Uh, because uh, then we see they go into a tent, Karen, uh, uh, Mando. We see vats of maybe Spotchka. And then it's on. And these, these, it wasn't, they do apple bobbing in Spotchka is the way the Lorp larders compete with one another. So, oh boy, does he get crazy because uh, they've never, you know, you can't like with a, like a drink, you like, it's one thing in water or something, but this is, has alcohol in it. So things get crazy. Uh, and then, but the man, Mando and Kara uh, end up on, you know, they end up winning but there's a lot of apples being thrown. Then somebody hops in this Eye of Sauron uh, walking tower. They put Eye of Sauron Bot 2000, and the chase is on. Uh, we see Oso and the kids hiding out in the mist. We see pa- the ponds. Uh, and uh, the, like, it was the, like then the LARPers show up. Uh, they say ready. Then, of course, this giant tower of Sauron shows up with a glowing eye and everything. It's very intimidating, and it moves. It stops right at the begin, like the beginning of the pit, but isn't in the fall. It doesn't fall in the pit. Uh, shines a spotlight, uh, like out of its eye. You know, just like in the movie. But I mean, more. I mean, that was a movie. This is real for the characters, at least. 
And the Lord of the, they, then the Lord of the Rings uh, LARPers, they show up like throwing apples and saying, Spotchka. Then I think he says to Cara Dune, new plan, full circle. But maybe she says, she says something, but it basically is like, uh, he gives her, her, his, like, uh, trusty, like a pole, uh, thing and a lightning pole and, uh, cooler out your mind. Come on. But, but like, uh, it, like, it, which he does is part of his like faith, uh, I believe. And she, uh, so I don't know. I thought that was a cool little moment that it's like, huh, there's not going to be any callbacks to this or is there? I mean, cause these two definitely have a good working relationship, but so he trusts her with his like most prized possession other than Oso. And Kara jumps in the water. He says, you got this. He's very, they say now or never. Uh, and she says, take the bait, you, uh, big eye of Sauron, you hunk of junk. Uh, uh, then it gets stuck in that, in the mud and they splash the water, put the eye of Sauron out. And they say, we don't even need one ring to rule you all. And eventually they get victory over these Lord larders who will go running home, uh, to their mamas probably and say, you know, geez, we're throwing apples at these other kids. And, uh. They turn the tables on us with ice cold squirt gun water. There's cheers. Uh, let's see, was that the plan? Something like that. Uh, then we see Oso and the frog, like playing with the frog. The kids are like, that's gross. Uh, so I think Oso has Oso's first experience with uh, humor, with going in an idea, like the, like the first stage performance. Uh, Rosso says, oh, the kids liked it when I put a frog in my mouth and then spat it back out. Or did they not like it? Uh, it's tough to tell, but Oso liked it, which is almost, so Oso may become a stand-up comedian or sleep podcaster. Uh, it makes the kids laugh. 30, 33. This was a nice scene because, uh, uh, so a couple weeks have gone by, according to the, um, dialogue and Kara and Mando are just kicking it. Uh, like literally this is at thirty thirty three. Uh, they are kicking it at the doors of, uh, one of their cabins. Uh, like Kara's sitting down, Mando's standing up leaning, uh, like, uh, against a wall, which, you know, he does so well. Uh, and then, um, o- Omera shows up, uh, let's follow the dialogue here. Right now, Matt, where uh, baby Oso is the frog. The kids are laughing. Oh, even Oso smiled, and the frog was happy. Uh, Omer brings Kara uh, a drink. She goes, you want something? And Mandalorian goes, maybe later. She smiles, and is like, oh, your, your son's so happy. He goes, yeah, he is. She says, fits right in. And Mandalorian watched her walk off. Kara Dune does the eyebrow thing. And she goes, well, what happens if you take your helmet off? Uh, you get in trouble? He goes, no, you just can never put it back on again. And she kind of looks at him like, are you saying figuratively or metaphorically? And she goes, that's it. Uh, and she goes, you could just take off the helmet and settle down here with your kid. Drink spotchka. You know, makes, you know, maybe, but like she goes, I have a feeling you're as handsome as, as she, you know, you're both handsome people when it's a compliment. She goes, what are you thinking, dude? Uh, I don't know. She just has this great performative amusement, uh, like a best friend. I mean, she she's like, uh, 
And he goes, we really raised some heck here a couple of weeks ago with those Lord blarders. Uh, they might have gotten on one of their newsletters or something. And he goes, we better move on. We. And she goes, well, I don't, wouldn't want to tell your kid the bad news. And they're playing catch the, catch the brine shrimp. Uh, and he goes, I'm leaving him here. And she goes, she gives him a side eye. He goes, me and with me, it's no life for a kid. And he goes, he's safe here. Better chance at a life. Uh, and she goes, well, he's not going to be happy about it because he, lo- he loves you're his papa. And he goes, we'll get over it. We all do. And she goes, that sounds like something. She goes, that doesn't sound like something a modern generation would say. It sounds something old school. Yeah, yeah, big Kira, Kira smile. If I've been calling her something else, Kara, Kara Dune, or Kira Dune, maybe. Uh, let's see, she's softball at the very end. Then we see this elephant-type, uh, you know, member of the guild. And uh, then the Mandalorian rolls up on O'Mara. He says, actually, she has on um, rubber, whatever those things are called, waders, uh, he says, can I have a moment to speak with you? She goes, sure. Uh, and let's see what he says. Uh, he says, it's very nice here. She goes, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Uh, and he goes, I think it's clear he's happy here. She says, well, what about you? And he goes, me? No, I'll never be. She goes, are you happy here? And he just he doesn't even say anything. She goes, well, it would be nice if you stayed. The community likes you. She goes, you could pack your armor away. Yeah, you know, maybe kiss someone. You and your boy could have a good life. He could be a kid for a while. I mean, that one cuts deep, you know. She goes, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, really well done. He goes, it would. So you could, I mean, you know, in the fifth watch, this is why I do these shows. It really stood up. Then she holds his helmet like she's going to take it off. Uh, pack all sway, good life. Uh, uh, then. He says, I don't belong here. And she goes, uh, he goes, he does, though. And she goes, I understand. And she says, I could look after him like he's one of my own. And then we hear the beeping. We see the member of the guild, uh, uh, like their tile fob and everything. But then we see Kira, 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 Kira Dune. Uh, she deals with this member of the guild, says, go back, uh, you know, fobless. Uh, tracking, and they say, who is he tracking? You or the kid or me? He goes, the kid. Uh, and then Oso's looking on as they start packing up uh, to go away. Uh, so this is kind of, because uh, they say, yeah, they, they must have uh, the kids tiled. Uh, there's nothing we can do. So then we have Oso making an Oso cute face. Uh, Mandalorian's packing up a skiff, uh, packing it twice, a- autopilot skiff, I guess. Kara says, you don't want an escort? He goes, nah. Uh, I, I goes, we're going to just head right to the, my uh, my ship, the Razor Crest. Must be the name of his ship. They do a hand, fi- hand five until our paths cross again. Uh, uh, um, the kids are pretty upset to see Oso go. Winter is going to miss Oso. Mandalorian says goodbye to O'Mara. She, she goes, thanks. Uh, he just nods his head, uh, and she kind of smiles at him. Also gets a big hug. He says some cute stuff uh, to the kid. I mean, who knows what he's saying. Maybe he's saying stuff in some sort of forced language, too. 
I mean, he is 50 years old, so if they were playing any games, he would have a distinct advantage, even catch the brine shrimp. Uh, Mando uh, sets everything up in the skiff. Actually, we have like a pretty, pretty long, like five or ten second sequence of him, everybody just watching and looking on. A lot of nodding. I wonder if uh, Pedro Pascal like has to do neck exercises. He must. Then we get a close-up of Oso's face. It's awful, but sad. And inquisitive and cute, oh so cute, and it ends. Uh, we get the wonderful surprise. This episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, what well, this one I didn't, I knew she directed an episode this season. And I don't know, I, I was having trouble counting the paintings, so I don't know if there's nine or ten paintings at the end, but definitely worth watching. And then let's look, look up a couple things quick from this episode here. Uh, let's see. Still came up Lionel Kitty City. So Bryce Dallas Howard, we, we don't, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, obviously a great director, uh, but also a great performer. And, you know, because we're, uh, you know, big fans of, uh, uh St- Steven and Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, uh, you know, awesome on Jurassic World. So wouldn't it be nice, uh, it gets said, and that's it, like, uh, I talked about this on the podcast before, like, uh, for me, one of my pinnacle moments of uh, consuming uh, film was uh, the first time I saw the movie Roger and Me, and maybe like uh, the second time or third time I saw it too. And then, uh, what's uh, Hamper? Ben Hamper, I think, is saying about talking about the song, Wouldn't It Be Nice? Uh, but Wouldn't Be Nice is a song written by Brian Wilson, Tony Asher, and Mike Love for the Beach Boys. Came out on Pet Sounds in 1966. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, it was put out as a, as a single two months before the album's release. With God only knows as the B side. Whoa, boy, what a what a record! Uh, and in some countries, it wouldn't be nice with the B side. The B side wins again and again, as Chuck D used to sing. Uh, let's see. Wilson did the uh, orchestral. A uh, wall of sound arrangement using a variety of instruments not normally heard in popular music, including accordions and 12-string guitar and a lot of other classical stuff. Uh, Love was not originally listed, listed as a co-writer, but received his credit after uh, having to get having to make, uh, advocate for Mike's love self. It was very, the happy sounding music, according to this Wikipedia, uh, was influential in uh, future pop, power pop. Uh, Tony Asher credits the idea of the song to Brian Wilson. The innocence of the situation uh, like uh, seemed immensely appealing to him. Uh, lyrics were written almost entirely by Asher over the course of one or two days. Uh, Mike loved it and, and the... Um, yeah, ending couplet. Uh, it celebrated adolescence, fun, and teenage love, uh, but subverts this con- convention uh, with uh, the, the saying. But I mean, for me, it, it, like it is removed from those meanings of the song uh, from Ben Hamper. Let me just see if I can find that in the um, like references. Uh, there's cover versions. It's got to be mentioned in here somewhere. Maybe it's not. Wouldn't it be nice if we think of it like a, I don't know. That's just for me what I always think of when I think of this song. Uh, unless it's like another song. But I, I think it's like, uh, 
Wouldn't it be nice if we could hope and pray it might come true and we could be happy? Is that another song? Uh, no, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, another thing that came up was like uh, the Osho's relationship with the frog. Uh, it reminded me of the film The Princess and the Frog, which was uh, uh, 2009. Wow, it came out 2009, a Disney film. It was the 49th uh, Disney animated feature film loosely based on the novel The Frog Princess by E.D. Baker, uh, which is based on the grim fairy tale The Frog Prince. It was written by uh, John Musker and Ron Clements. Uh, let's see. I like to always see. Okay, so it came out in 2009 for the holiday season, 97 minutes. It cost $105 million. Brought in about $271 million. Uh, it takes place in New Orleans, uh, stars Tiana, uh, and uh, I, like, I don't want to, I don't know how to talk about the plot because, uh, since, uh, probably on Disney plus too. Uh, but yeah, I always love, uh, stuff that's based on it. Uh, let's see. Disney had once announced, this is early development, the home on the range would be their last uh, traditionally animated film. Uh, then in 2006, they acquired Pixar. And many animators had been laid off uh, from traditional animation units, but they got rehired back onto the project. Uh, they also brought back Clements and Musker, who had worked on The Great Mouse Detective, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, and Treasure Planet. Uh, and uh, they started everything. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a definitely a beloved, beloved uh, Disney film. Uh, Cara Dune made me think of Dune, uh, the novel, which this was interesting. So I guess I thought I had talked about, you know, maybe I've talked about Dune, the movie, uh, but I don't think I ever looked up this Wikipedia article about Dune, a 1965 science fiction novel originally published as two separate serials. I had no idea about that. It was a first installment of the Dune saga, which I think I've read a few of these books, but my brain is not, uh, like uh, retained very much uh and uh you know very popular books a popular movie i think there's a was it coming out or was there already a mini series let's look that up uh i mean it really like uh, a david lynch movie was it who made the first uh, film uh, let's see there's adaptations there's early stalled attempts then there was a 1984 film by david lynch uh, 2000 miniseries by John Harrison that came out on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then a couple over oh, there's a 2020 film coming out. Uh, uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. So it's about to come out uh, at some point, uh, uh, not that far from now. I mean, who knows uh, when you're hearing this? So that'll be something I, you know I'll check out too. Uh, yeah, you think that's it. There's other stuff that'll be in the research if you want to look it up. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much uh, for listening and uh, good night. All right, I want to thank everybody for the show on Patreon recently. Brooke, Amelia, and Phil, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Maggie, Kathy, and Alexis, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Tag Girl, AB, and Thomas, thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Lauren, Jamie, and Jeremiah, thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Tim, Stacy and Co. Thanks, 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 and good night. Jennifer uh, Simmons and Asher. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Jessica Pon and Sarah. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. 
Uh, Evelyn, Priya, and Sammy. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And good night. Stephanie, Jacob, and Ariel. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And good night. Greg, Francis, and Scott. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And good night. Uh, Donna, Heather, and Megan. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And good night. Maria, Robert, and Rachel. Thank you. Thanks. 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 And good night. Angela, Emma, and Charity. Thanks. 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 And good night. Uh, Becky, Colin, and Amanda. Thanks. 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 And good night. Lillian, Debbie, and TK. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. And Lindsay, uh, Julian, and Emma. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Uh, Sleep With Me is able to exist as a free podcast because the listeners that uh, take action to support the show on Patreon, support the sponsors, or buy the merch, come to our live shows. That that handful of listeners brings the podcast to everybody for free, which deserves an extra round of thanks. So thank you. And your show grows uh, because of those who spread the word about the show. So I really, really appreciate free way to support the show. Uh, thank you so much, everybody that does that. And speaking of spreading the word, uh, here's a podcast from Night Vale Presents I want to tell you about. All right, everybody, Scoots here talking you in with this month in uh, Sleep With Me Plus uh, audio news. Uh, we got a referral program going. If you want to sign up for that, you can always do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I'm going to run through all the content we put out um, this month on Sleep With Me Plus. If you're still waiting to transition on Patreon to Sleep With Me Plus, you got most of this stuff too. And uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, like the the podcast, the bonus uh, podcast uh, on Sleep With Me Plus. And I'm going to go in reverse. So this Saturday, uh, Posty's got a new series that comes out on uh, uh, every other Saturday, just about. And it's called Welcome to Scooterville. And he's re- people are really excited about this. Those are Posty Super Deluxe episodes. Everybody that supports the show gets those in the bonus feed. And they're really fun. They're really cool and really creative. Uh, some people like listening to them during the day. Some people fall asleep to them. On last Thursday, TNG First Contact Part 2 came out for Boar Friends and Boar Besties. And uh, so it was coverage, two, two, uh, two-part coverage in January and February. Bonus episode covering the Star Trek The Next Generation movie Contact, uh, First Contact, excuse me. Uh, then Saturday, uh, oh wait, no, I'm, I'm scrolling too fast, sorry. Um, yeah, then Saturday, February 3rd was another Posty Super Deluxe Welcome to Scooterville episode. And, uh, yeah, that was all everything in the bonus content feed. I think we got one more bonus. Set. We got um, some other stuff coming out. All intro, all night episodes. This is for uh, Boar Buds and Boar Besties. Uh, it was deep value. And uh, uh, I don't know what the <laughs> Patreon tiers were anymore. Deep value and ultimate value or something. So we had an all-intro episode come out February 8th. Uh, and Big Farm in the Sky, P.I., all-night episodes, uh, the six episodes 6 or 13. That was part two, six hours and 18 minutes of Big Farm in the Sky, P.I. And then, yeah, this week, uh, another all-intro episode will come out. Another all-interest episode came out on uh, February, January 26th or 28th. I can't read that. Okay, and then the story-only feed and the ad-free feed on Sleep With Me Plus. You know, the, the story-only episodes and the, um, 
ad-free full episodes come out on the same day. So if you're a story-only listener, you get those on the same day. Or if you're like, you know, making playlists. Um, so let's see. Those are two separate podcasts on Sleep With Me Plus. Um, but same content. Uh, just uh, the story-only versions have no, well, obviously no ads, no theme music, no uh, jingle music. And no thank yous at the end and no intros, just the story-only portion of the episode. Okay, so Sunday, 1239, Dessert Week. That was Great British Bake Off, episode six. Wednesday was Pup Pup Prodigy, our new series, Multiplex, episode one. Uh, February 11th was Wandering Towers, a board game unboxing. There's 1,253 episodes in this feed right now. Um. Sorry, I went off topic there. February 7th was uh, Tapestry, which was for Valentine's Day in the public feed. And that was um, a TNG, like a a repeat of a TNG episode 560. February 4th, Roaring Twenties, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, uh, episode 5. That's season 10, collection 7. Uh, 1235, January 31st, uh, was, uh, Notebooks of the Journey into the World of Friends. That was a series review. We'll kind of look at the making of that series. January 28th was, uh, Romancing the Stone Tale of the Tape in anticipation of Argyle, uh, which I still haven't seen yet. Uh, that was, uh, and then, uh, January 24th was Dairy Week, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep. Season 10, Collection 7, Episode 4. You can also see kind of we stick at the same kind of rhythm uh, for the most part of uh, a kind of random Trending Tuesday style episode that could be anything. The board game unboxing, tell the tape, uh, personal essay. Then um, we do uh, the written series. So we finished up Journey into World of Friends. Now we're starting Multiplex. Then a TV show recap, uh, Great Great British Bake Off, and uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. What I record this week? Great question. This ended up being the week of Bring It On, uh, the cheerleading movie from two thousand. By kind of by accident, well, not even kind of by accident, totally by like. Uh, I did have a episode I thought was going to be about Crayola crayons. Ended up kind of um, trying to imagine if there was a role-playing game based on the film that I'd never seen bring it on, even though I quote the trailer all the time on this podcast. Then I watched over two episodes uh, bring it on on mute uh, and like kind of recorded kind of like a TV recap episode. And, um, those, uh, like with, with some kind of, like, well, I rented the movie. So two out of two, two, one and a half episodes have good quality closed captioning. But then my, uh, rental ran out when I, like, I, I broke up the second episode into two parts. So the final uh, 25 minutes of the show, the movie, I didn't have the best closed captioning, even though it was mostly action-based. It was like the championship. But yeah, I'd never seen, I still never saw it. It's already been brought in. But, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look up the trailer later today just to see. 
And those will come out, I don't know, right now it's in February. I don't know, those come out March or April. And those will probably come out as TV recaps because we're still recovering, honestly, from the strike. And I'm still a little, um, you know, all the Great British Bake Off episodes we recorded before the strike. Uh, and so I'm still easing my way back into figuring out what our future of uh, TV recap style episodes is. So we have some interim content right now as I kind of uh, see what I'm comfortable with uh, and is sustainable for the long term of the podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I'm uh, glad you're all here. And uh, if you ever want to support the show directly, trying to put these at the end of the public episodes, um, just as an experiment so you can kind of get a better idea. Still a sleepy voice. But yeah, if you ever want to check out a seven-day trial at Sleep With Me Plus, it is a huge way to support all the work that goes into the show and make sure the podcast stays sustainable so that you can, you can rely on it and a ton of other people can rely on it. Um, and uh, yeah, you can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Uh, and then let me know what you think uh, or, or tell me so I can say thank you. Uh, thanks so much and good night.